Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 20. We are 20 episodes deep in this new year of 2020. That's pretty cool. Hey, listen, I hope you're having a new decade, a good new decade. You know, you are having a decade, but a a good new decade. I hope um, that in January, as you're rolling into February, that, that, um, that it's been good for you. I hope that some of those resolutions or some of those commitments that you're making to God, uh, that you're seeing some of those through. I hope some of those commitments were really to stay grounded in God's word, to live out God's word. Um, One of the things I would like to encourage everyone who's listening and something I'm working on in myself is this, is it's one thing to hear the word of God. It's one thing to read the word of God. It's a whole other thing to live it out. Uh, A lot of what I'm working through and a lot of what I'm challenging all of you who are listening uh, to do is to, to not just hear these things, right? It's easy to take in information right now. There's so much information right now. And the beautiful thing about God's word is it becomes transformational when we put it into practice. Otherwise, it just becomes uh, another piece of content uh, that we're consuming. And so where the word of God becomes this really powerful thing in our lives, this transformative thing in our life, is when we're actually putting it to practice. So I hope you're taking uh, some of these passages, all these passages, and doing your best to put them into practice. This is also a great place to repent. It's a great place to go, I'm not doing a great job at this. And he's like, I know. And he already knows, right? And so just repent, just be like, listen, I, I, I want to do a better job at this. I I had uh, recently been, uh, I think it was a book I was reading. Oh, it was uh, long obedience in the, in the, in the same direction um, by Eugene Peterson, one of my favorite authors. And and he had this analogy about um, a screw that, you know, screws go in counterclockwise, but on certain things like lawnmowers, they go counterclockwise clockwise. And so he was trying to to lock down or unlock this screw and it we kept tightening it down, tightening it down. And uh, what he needed to do was go in the the opposite direction in order to release the blade. And so for repentance, the idea behind repentance is that same idea. For so many of us, we're going in the same direction, continuing to fail, continuing to sin, and we kind of need to back up right? We need to turn around and face Jesus, turn around and admit our sins and live different. This is what scripture is calling us into. And honestly, this is a part of why this podcast exists, is giving us the opportunity to do that. So our passage today, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is spirit, is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When I was a kid, uh, we, we had these beehives, and these beehives were in the ground um, in, in Ohio. So they're, they're in the ground, and, and basically what happened, there were hornet nests, I think, and, and when I would mow the grass, the, they would come out. And they would sting you. And you couldn't see them really. And so for me, mowing the grass was this terrifying thing of mowing the grass. And that was one of my jobs. I think we had like an acre that I, I had to push lawnmower <laughs> and mowing an acre of lawn. So uh, inevitably, I'd run over one. They'd come. they sting me. I'd go into my dad 
dad and go, dad, I, I can't do this anymore. It hurts too much. And he's like, listen, you got to get back out there and do it. And so I get back out, scared, fear, trembling, right? And once again, run over one, get stung. And I remember being so terrified of mowing the lawn because I just didn't want to get stung by bees. And one day I got stung way, way too much. I kind of got infuriated where the bees lived in the ground. I looked all over the yard to find out where they were. And what I did next was something only a 12-year-old boy could come up in his imagination, in his mind. I, I poured gasoline in each one of those holes and then set it on fire. Now, if you could imagine the glory in which I was living in. I was basking it. You will never get me again. I won, right? Freedom. You'll no longer sting me again. You know, I get to mow this lawn in pure freedom, right? If you can imagine a 12-year-old, the horrific scene of seeing a 12-year-old boy in the middle of his yard with all these like fire, with all these fires, with all this fire shooting up out of the ground, right? I was so excited. I felt emancipated, right? Because I had won. They will no longer sting me, right? This is in my mind, I'm imagining what Paul is trying to help us understand. He's trying to understand like there is freedom in the spirit of the Lord. There is freedom in the spirit of the Lord. And, and uh, Paul is saying this, he's reminding us of what Jesus has helped us understand because Jesus said this, and I've always been blown away by this. He says, uh, Jesus says, listen, I must go away. So the helper, the spirit uh, could come. And, and he said, the reason why is um, so that you can do greater things than even Jesus did. That is for me has always been mind-blowing. And here's the image that I have is Jesus is saying this. Now, physically, I used to walk alongside of you, right? As your Messiah. But I must go away so I can live inside of you. The Spirit of God lives inside of us. What a beautiful picture. What a beautiful picture. I need to die and resurrect. So I'm not just walking with you in human flesh. I live inside of you. It says that we are the temple of the spirit of God. This is the imagery and the reality that Paul is speaking about. But it's kind of crazy to think about, right? crazy to think that Jesus is like, if you thought we did some awesome stuff when I was walking in the flesh with you here on earth, what happens when the spirit of God lives inside of you? You don't have to attend church. The I mean, not that you don't attend church, but reminding yourself you are the church because the spirit of the living God lives inside of you. And if this is the case, if this is the case, then why? For so many of us, do we feel like we are in bondage? I, I started working through this idea for me of going like this. If that is truth, if we are the spirit of the Lord, where now the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What is the opposite of freedom? The opposite of freedom is bondage. And I think so many of us, instead of living into the freedom in which the spirit is calling us into, we are living in bondage. And see, there is a clear, a very clear difference between freedom and bondage. Because I, in the, the 20 plus years of ministry, 
that I've done as a pastor, by and large, I feel like this is what I deal with um, the most. People who are caught in bondage. And maybe as I go through this list, maybe you're like, yep, man, I struggle with that one. That one's creating bondage in my life, right? For so many people, it was porn, pornography, just had a grip on them. For a lot of people, it's affluence. I'm rich. I have everything, but I'm, it's still, it's not helping me or it's caused me to look down upon other people and think that I'm more important. Gossip is just ripping apart communities, friendships, churches, drugs, alcohol, drama, so much drama that people are caught into bondage as a result of FOMO, right? So much drama, knowledge, people who just want to pursue after knowledge, they want to be smarter, right? And, and so that is keeping them in bondage. The, the logic that so many people are pursuing after has closed off their mind to the realities of God, depression, anxiety, and on and on and on we go. What is the thing right now that's keeping you in bondage? And you feel it. You sense it throughout the day. You're like, I don't feel free. I feel in bondage. These things are crushing us. And yet so often we just continue to, to give in to them. Uh, there's this uh, story, this illustration that I couldn't get out of my mind as I was thinking about this. And um, it's about these monkeys. They were trying to catch these monkeys, these, these uh, people in the jungle. They're trying to catch these monkeys. And they couldn't catch them. They were way too fast. So what they did is, I think this is what they did. They, they would they do one or two things. They would cut a hole in, into a coconut. And what they would do is they'd just put some berries in there, inside. And, and, and the monkey would go in and would reach his hand in the coconut and he wouldn't let go. And all they would do is come up and kill this monkey. Uh, the other thing they would do is like these large ant hills. They were like dirt ant hills. They would do the same thing. Put a hole in it just enough to get the monkey's uh, hand in there. And then he would create a fist as it grabbed onto the thing and it would not let go. This is what so how so many of us are living our lives. And it's killing and it's crushing us. And Paul is directing us to a different way of living, to a different way of of thinking, a liberated way of thinking. He says this, listen, there is freedom in the spirit of the Lord. There is freedom in the spirit of the Lord. This is a gift that is offered to us so that we no longer have to live in bondage, but we have to learn to lean in to the spirit's guidance in our lives. We have to learn that there, the power of what the Spirit of God wants to do through us for His glory, we have to figure that out. And Paul's trying to help this church. The Corinthian church is a church that's struggling so deeply, caught into so many different areas, areas of bondage, and he's trying to help give them truth. And he's doing the same for us. And he's saying, listen, we need to lean into the Spirit's guidance because that's where real freedom lives in. That's where real power lives in. But I think the question that so many of us have is, yeah, I've heard that before, but, but what does that actually look like? Or what does that actually 
feel like. And, and so uh, one of the illustrations is a very easy illustration that I use is, have you ever been driving down the road? And have you ever seen like a, a need? Like maybe it's, uh, maybe it's somebody on the road, they have a flat tire. And you, you drive by, and as you drive by that person with the flat tire, there's something inside of you that says, you should go help them. You ever felt that way? Right? And then you drive by, right? You drive by and you're like, man, I should have helped them. Or for some of you, you actually stopped and you helped them. This is the spirit of God working in your life. This is the spirit of God working in your life, trying to set you free to live like Jesus. That prompting, that inclination that you feel is the spirit of God going, love that person like my son Jesus loved people. How he met the woman at the well, how he met the demoniac, how he rescued the bridegroom at the wedding when there was no wine. Go do that. For other people. You see, the Spirit of God is propelling us to live like Jesus so we can have life like Jesus and bring life to others like Jesus. This is what the Spirit of God is doing in each and every one of us. And when we do that, we will find freedom. There is a liberation that happens because we've chosen to not be self-consumed with the things that are creating bondage in our life. And we're being set free by the spirit of God to live like Jesus, to be like Jesus, to serve like Jesus. And I think that's such a beautiful thought. But are you slowing down enough to listen? You know what I mean? I, I feel like on this front porch, most of what I'm trying to do is listen. Listen to what the Spirit's prompting me. Listen to where the Spirit is convicting me. You know, so often He's calling out those bondages in my life. He says, hey, that's going to kill you. That's going to take you down a dangerous road. You don't want to do that. But when we lean into that, when we repent, when we move forward in the Spirit's prompting of what He's calling us to do, we find freedom. And like Martin Luther King said, that great old hymn, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. This is what the Spirit of God is calling us into. This is what Paul is reminding this church and what he's reminding us is you can be free. But you need to come up against that bondage and you need to lean into the Spirit's guidance in your life and He will set you free. Because if you are not experiencing freedom in your life, then you are not connected with the Spirit of God. You're leaning into that bondage and you're not living into the freedom that He's offering you. So what is keeping you in bondage where the Spirit of God is trying to set you free? What is keeping you in bondage where the Spirit of God is trying to set you free? So, oh, Heavenly Father, may we live in your freedom that the Spirit of God is bringing to us, and may we submit our will to yours. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.